If you have your Bibles this morning and turn with me to Matthew chapter 16, verse 1. And it said, And the Pharisees also with the Sadducees came, listen to this, tempting, desired him, Jesus, that he would show them a sign from heaven. And Jesus answered and said unto them, When it is evening, ye say it will be fair weather, for the sky is red. And in the morning it will be foul weather today, for the sky is red and lowering. O ye hypocrites, ye can discern the face of the sky, but can ye not discern the signs of the time. A wicked and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign, and there shall no sign be given unto him, unto it, but the sign of the prophet Jonah, and he left them, and he departed. Now look with me in verse 12. Then understood they how that he bade them not beware of the leaven of bread, but of the doctrine or teaching of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees. When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elijah, and others Jeremiah are one of the prophets. He said to them, But whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Amen. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. But my Father which is in heaven, and I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Amen. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Then charged he his disciples that they should tell no man that he was Jesus the Christ. Heavenly Father, once again this morning as we stand behind this podium, Lord, not I, but you, Lord, I hope will be seen this morning. God, we thank you for this congregation this morning, Lord, as always. Thank you for this church, Lord. But God, we thank most of all, God, that you're represented here this morning, Father. God, I just pray this morning that you'll just open our deaf ears and blinded eyes to see and hear and receive. God, I just pray this morning that when we leave this building, God, that you have spoken and spoken loudly this morning with power. God, I just ask, Lord, this morning that each and every one will just be led of the Holy Spirit this morning. 
and worship God the way that they feel like they need to worship. Father, I thank you this morning for my health and my age, Lord. I thank you for my wife this morning. I thank you for my family. I thank you for my church. I thank you, God, for the visitor this morning. God, I thank you for all things this morning, always, in Jesus' name. Now take me, God, your servant, and use me that I may bring forth this word through these lips that you're going to open this morning. And God, I'll never fail, Lord, to bow my head and give you the praise and the glory and the honor for you're so gracious to me this morning. And we thank you in Jesus' name and God's people said, Amen. Amen. You know, as I said, I'd sit there and I've read this week and read this week and, and it seemed like, it seemed like everything that I've touched or done has absolutely went backwards. I might not ought to tell this, but I've just got to tell it. So y'all won't think I'm the only one that's crazy. Danny, I, I, my back, I've sort of been down in here because I've got three discs deteriorated. But God has, has took care of me for since 1968 over that. When the doctor said I'd never work again, but they're wrong. I was off two years and I've worked every day of my life just about since. Can't lift a lot, but but I've got so old and been down my back. And I told Danny, I said, Danny, I said, blades needs taking off, sharpening on my mower. He said, Well, when you going? I said, You ain't gonna mow no more this week. I said, No. He said, Well, I'll get them for you mow. Well, he came out yesterday, and the first one we tried to take the blades off from, he rounded one of them off. You like never got it off. But the next mower we pulled in there, and he got under there, and he took the blades off and had to set there sharp. He was putting them on, and he got them put on. He was laying there looking up at it, and he just laid there. And I thought, what's he doing? I was afraid in his shape he might have had a heart attack or something on me, you know, those he is, because he's like me. He can't hardly get around. He said, it don't look right. So that just don't look right. I said, what don't look right? He said, it, them blades just don't look right when you put the last one on it. And I tried to bend over and look none of the mower, but I couldn't. And he said, oh, he said, I'll see what it is. He put the middle blade on backwards. Wasn't matching up there. <laughs> now don't y'all write him about this because y'all done the same thing, maybe in a different situation. And so don't you think that he's the only one that does that? I said, well, okay. I said, that's been done before. I've done it before. So I watched him. He put the gun up there and he took the other one off. He took that same one off. And he got it down there and I seen him with the washers and all. Well, he stuck it back up there. And he took his power ring. He screwed her back up there. Well, he laid there for a little bit. He said, that still don't look right. I said, Danny, what, what don't look right? Laid there a minute. He said, I don't know. Victor, he said, you know what I done? I said, no, what'd you do? He said, I took that blade off. 
And instead of turning around, he said, I'll put it right back on like I took it off. <laughs> Everybody makes a little mistake, you know. Of course, I oughtn't have told that on you, Danny, but that's all right. But anyway, we see here in these chapters that I, that I read that the Pharisees, in verse 1, the Pharisees also with the Sadducees came and attempted and desired him that he would show them a sign. You know, people always want Jesus to show them something. Amen. Did you ever make the statement and just say, Lord, why is this happening to me? Lord, what am I going through? Has anybody ever done that? People say, you ain't supposed to question God. I don't say in the Bible where you're not supposed to question God. God wants you to question Him on things. And if God wants to answer you, He will. Sometimes you may not want to answer, but when God answers you. But God will answer you when He gets ready to answer you. But sometimes we all get in these pity parties and all. I was having such a week, I guess you might say I went through one. But anyway, as we read here, people was always seemed like wanting something for Jesus. And you know today, it seems like we're living in a world today and in a time today that the only time a lot of people want Jesus is when they're in pro- having problems or in trouble. Amen. Now it's all right to hey man in this church. Sometimes we, sometimes when everything's going good or bills are paid and got plenty of food and a good cool air working good and cool. By the way, mine went out, but it got fixed. Didn't bother me a whole lot. But Sometimes we just wonder why, and I had a situation that I'm going through now, a physical thing, and it wasn't nothing that the surgeon done because I had no problem with it and still don't have a lot of problem. That's with my shoulder. To hear about a month ago, I was tilled in my garden, and there's a big rock laying there, and I plowed that garden I don't know how many times. Plowed it probably three or four times this week. Had never hit that rock, I don't reckon. But <laughs> Neen said he had done it. But I was going out through there, and everything was going good, and all at once, that right blade hit hung on a rock just the top of the ground I didn't see hit hung hit just right and my little teller the motor sets out in front and it's heavy and hit throw that thing up and I, and I wasn't expecting it and I grabbed it and I pulled it back over and it hurt a little bit but I went on playing the garden and a few days later, it started swelling up. And it had been swelled pretty bad, but my wife, i got to take her back to the doctor that done her surgery, and I'm going to have him 30 to check it. But I got to praying, and I wondered, God, 
Why? Why did this happen to me, God? What did I do to deserve this? But my shoulder had still worked just fine, you know, and that reverse shoulder. But they were just a big knot. But guess what? I began to pray about it. And I had some stuff I began to put on it. And I believe before Thursday, it's going to be right back where it come from, right back in its place. And I began to praise God for it after I laid hands on it. Did you ever lay hands on yourself and pray for yourself? Sometimes that helps a whole lot. But anyway, we see here, it said that didn't understood they how that he made them not beware of the leaving of the bread, but of the doctrine or the teaching of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Now here, when Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? Now do you think that Jesus had to ask the disciples in order to know what people were saying about him or saying who he was? I, you know Jesus knows what people were saying about him. Well, let me tell you something. It's not changed. Jesus still knows what people are saying and thinking about him today. Amen. Amen. But he asks these disciples this question. Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And listen while they answered him. And they said... Some say that thou art John the Baptist. Has anybody ever read about John the Baptist? Was John the Baptist a great man of God? Matter of fact, Jesus said one time, He said, there'll be none in heaven any greater than John the Baptist. Who was John the Baptist? If you don't know, he was the forerunner of Zechariah and Elizabeth. Uh, he was a forerunner of Jesus Christ. He was the one pronounced that Jesus would be coming. Amen. Amen. He was the one pronounced that. And you know, his disciples questioned him on it. And Jesus and, and, and people, the Pharisees described questioned him on it one time and said, are you the Christ? And John said, no, I am not the Christ. Well, are you one of the other prophets? And John said, no, I'm not another prophet. Don't you know when John was questioned and they asked him, said, these are the big leaders in the church, he said, don't you know John could have said, yeah, I am the Christ and got millions of followers following him? But John said, no, I'm not the Christ. No, I'm not this and no, I'm not that. And they said, well, who are you if you're not one of the prophets and if you're not the Christ? And John answered and said, I am the forerunner of the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, in other words. He said, he's going to come after me. He'll be coming after me. He said, whose shoes? He said, I'm not worthy to unloose. There's not a one of us in here this morning worthy to unloosen and unbuckle the feet of Jesus Christ. Amen, this morning. And John knew that. And John said, he, he said, I baptize you for the repentance of sin. I baptize you with water. He said, but I love this. But he said, there's going to be one coming after me who is greater than me. I, I'll baptize the water, but he said, he'll baptize us in the Holy Ghost. Amen. The Holy Ghost. Do you know anything about the Holy Ghost? 
You name Holy Ghost, a lot of people just go crazy. They get scared to death. What is the Holy Ghost? It's the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God that God has put in us. And let me tell you, they talk about the baptism of the Holy Ghost. That's something no more the brother in Christ used to preach. Uh, uh, what was it they called it? Uh, they called it sanctification, but all sanctification was was a second working of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Second work of God. And so, here Jesus asked him, and so John, he said, I am not the Christ. And so John was baptizing one day, and Jesus walked up on the bank. Bank. And Jesus, when he was baptizing, and Jesus walked out in the water and said, I need to be baptized. And John said later, he said, I did not know that it was Jesus until I baptized him. But the one that sent Jesus, the one that sent Jesus had told me, uh, said, when you see the Holy Ghost ascending upon him and aboding on him, then that is my son. And when John baptized him, and the Bible said when John came up, or Jesus came up out of the water, he see, John seen a, a dove ascending, or, or the Spirit ascending just like a dove, and it bowed upon him. And John said, I heard a voice uh, saying, Then this is my son, uh, whom I am well pleased. Amen. Uh, or is anybody well pleased with the Son of God this morning? Is anybody where they want to be at this morning? Does anybody need to move up closer this morning? Some people don't want to get too close to the Lord. They've told me, I said, why not? They said, because I'm afraid the Lord will want me to do something. Let me tell you, if the Lord, don't be afraid to get a little closer to God, Bill, because the closer you get to God, if He wants you to do something, now don't put it down. Don't think about it. Just go ahead and do it because God's not going to ask you to do something, hey man, and then let you down in doing it. Hey man. So he said, John, told John the Baptist. Said, that, well, some say that you're John the Baptist. Then some say you're Elijah. Does anybody remember the story of who Elijah was? Elijah was the one <laughs> that uh, Elijah followed around like a pup. And, and Elijah told him, and he said, what do you want from me? He said, when I leave here. And he said, I just want, what was it, a second, a second? A double portion. I just want a double portion when you leave there because he had something, you know. And, 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 uh, and so he said, uh, uh, so one day when he's standing there, oh Elijah, he just went up, didn't he? He just went up. But he left, what was it he left behind there? Something. His, his coat, he grabbed a hole and he left his coat there and he got a double portion out of that. Well, let me tell you something. Uh, then he said, uh, and, 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 and then another said, well, some say you're Jeremiah or one of the prophets. Uh, well, Jeremiah was a great man. You remember Jeremiah? God told him over the first chapter of Jeremiah over there, he said, uh, God said, uh, he spoke to Jeremiah and, and began to talk to Jeremiah. And Jeremiah, call, he's calling Jeremiah to be a prophet 
to Israel down there and to go down and to prophesy their judgments that he was going to give them. And, and you remember what Jeremiah said? He said, uh, I can't do this. I'm too young. Uh, and God said, don't tell me you can't do it, Jeremiah. He said, I know you uh, before you was even in your mother's womb. Hey, man, is anybody, anybody hearing this? Well, God knows all things. God knows you. God knows everybody. Amen. He knows more about you than you know about yourself. Hey, man. And God said, don't tell me who you are, Jeremiah. He said, I know you. What your mother's womb said, I ordained you to do what I'm calling you to do. And Jeremiah finally agreed to do it. And he said, don't be, of their faith, for be afraid of their faces. He said, because I'm always with you. I thought of Johnny last week when he got up to preach, before he got up to preach. And he said he was a nervous wreck. He had texted me, but I done got to church to have my phone turned off before I got the text. I didn't see the text until I got home. But the devil will try to make you nervous. The devil will make you miserable, hey man. He'll, he'll make you feel, feel like you're the worst person in the world, or got the less of anybody in the world. Let me tell you something today, friend. Jesus said, I'm going to supply your needs according to my riches in heaven and my Father. Hey man, God loves every one of us. He loves us all. And so he said, you're one. And another said, well, Jeremiah. And one said, oh, you're one of the other prophets. And then Jesus asked them this question. He said unto them, but whom do you say that I am? Whom do you say that I am? Does anybody know Jesus this morning? If you do, give him a hand of praise right now. I've always said if you don't have a personal relationship of Jesus Christ, I, I just don't believe you're saved. Amen. Hey man, you say, Ralph, that's pretty stout stuff. If you just, all the religion you have got, if somebody's told you what you have got, you ain't got much. Hey man, I believe, I believe, Mike, well, I, if I didn't have a personal relationship of Jesus Christ, well, it's no telling what kind of mess my life would be in. Sometimes, you know, people will go to church on Sunday and they'll have a personal relationship with Him then, or say they do. But then out during the week, what kind of personal relationship have you got with Him? You might listen to the preacher or the teachers on Sunday morning, but how do you listen to Jesus Christ during the week? See, this pastor can't be with you all week and follow all of you around. I don't have to follow you around. But if the only relationship you've got Jesus Christ on Sunday morning, you just don't have much. Amen. I like a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, Mike, because sometimes uh, I can talk to Jesus about things that I can't talk to my wife about or talk to nobody in the church about. Jesus said if we're led of the Spirit, we'll not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Well, if I didn't have the Spirit of God and a personal relationship with me, then the flesh would take me over and I'd be right back out where God found me at. But thank God for a personal relationship and the Holy Spirit uh, when God says, don't look, I better not look. When He says, don't do, you better not do. Amen? And that's the Holy Spirit. That's the Holy Spirit that's in us.
I can tell you not to do something. may not mount to nothing. Somebody else can tell you not to do something. But when Jesus tells you don't do it, you better not do it. And they said unto him, he said unto them, But whom say ye that I am? And this old Simon Peter, he spoke up and answered and said, Thou art the Christ. Whew, that's got something to it, ain't it? Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Amen. Does anybody know this man called Jesus this morning? Amen. Well, give him another hand of praise this morning, church. Uh, we've come to worship. Then Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Peter knew it. John the Baptist, he knew it. He seen it. Peter knew it. And it took Peter a little while and God had to straighten him out a few times until he really realized uh, who the Son of God was. But he got him down to the point there and Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed are thou, Simon by Jonah, for flesh, flesh and blood has not revealed this, uh, uh, revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. Amen. Amen. Flesh and blood does not reveal to me who Jesus is this morning. But it's the flesh and blood that God sent His Son from heaven to die for my sins and your sins. So it's not the flesh and blood. Amen. But it's what lives inside this flesh. And makes this flood blow. And that man is called Jesus this morning. Every breath I take, I take it because God allows me to take it. Amen. Every time I get up in the morning, it's Him that's put inside me. It's Him that gets me out of bed in the morning. It's Him this morning that's given me enough strength to take care of myself and to put on my clothes. It's Him, hey man, that's given me the food on my table. It's Him, hey man, that's given me a wife's a good cook, hey man, and three wonderful children, and I don't know how many grandchildren, great grandchildren, but I love all of them. But it's God that's gave me all of them things. It's God that's gave me the vehicle, even though it got got here and fastest it runs ten mile an hour. And Tony them come by and said, "What's the matter, bro?" I said, this thing just won't run very fast, and they follow me on into the church, uh, but God is going to got somebody who's going to take care of that for me. Hey, man, it's God. I don't know why that happened to me. I was coming up a road about 55 miles an hour, and all at once it just went down and dropped down out there in front of Kalen Vince's, uh, and about 10 miles an hour, and I come from there to here about 10 miles an hour. I could have drove to town back while I was coming to church. I don't know why it happened. But I know this for a reason. I don't know what the reason is. May never know. But I know God is still God. Hey, Amen. It's God that's gave me another vehicle. If that blows up, it's, He gave me another. Did you ever stop and think that you wouldn't even be here without God? Sometimes we go through, we go through days and days sometimes. April that. God may, we may not allow Jesus to pass across our mind. Sometimes we get to the point in life that we don't realize how important Jesus is to us. Whom do you say that Jesus is this morning? Do you know Him this morning? 
The Bible says, give thanks always for all things, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. He said, there's not but one Father in heaven, ain't but one Son, and one Holy Spirit. They all three make up the Godhead. And, and without the Spirit of God, you're none of His. You're none of His. It's no trouble to listen to the devil tell us what to do, is it? It's no trouble for us to listen to the devil to tell us what to do. But boy, we have a hard time when Jesus tells us what to do. Sometimes we all sort of slack off. Amen? Sometimes we all slack off. Sometimes we get in ourselves, meaning... To the extent we don't need you. Sometimes we get to the point that we think we can do things better than anybody else. Sometimes we get to the point that we just think we know it all and everybody else is ignorant. Amen? Sometimes we get to the point that we think that we are God, I guess. Judge, jury, and execution. He said... And Jesus answered and said unto him, let me go on over here, Thou, that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not uh, prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven, uh, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and so on and so forth. Somebody said, what in the world does that mean? Uh, does, do you mean Peter is the church? I said, no, that ain't what it's saying. Uh, uh, God, the, it said upon this rock I will build my church the rock is Jesus Christ uh, now I want you to think he was talking to Peter uh, and I want you to go back and think on over there in the book of Acts uh, and this is what he was referring to I do believe in the day of Pentecost uh, when the Holy Spirit had not really come uh, and they had not received the promise of what God promised them and so they, Jesus told them when he led them out or went with them to the edge of the city, and he said, go tarry uh, in Jerusalem in the upper room until you are endued with power. See, they didn't have no power except while Jesus was with them to give them that power. And the Bible said they didn't know what to expect. Uh, and they went up there and they tired, I forget how many days, uh, and the Bible said they was in one place, in one mind, in one accord, uh, when the promise came, and the Bible said when it came, uh, it came like a mighty rushing wind, amen. And the Bible said uh, it came like a mighty rushing wind, uh, and it filled the whole house with the Holy Ghost, amen. And they began to uh, speak in tongues and utter and so on. And they were people there from all nations or most nations, uh, uh, different nationalities, different tongues speak, so to speak. And the Bible said they all heard these men, and some said, hey, wait a minute, where was down under? Said, hey, wait just a minute. Said, aren't these men all Galileans? And they said, yes, they're all Galileans. Well, how did we hear this language in our own, how did we hear the message in our own language? Let me tell you something, God did not just give the one that was in that upper room there the gift of tongue, but he also gave those who were sitting down and under them, they gave them also the gift of understanding what God was saying. Amen. Amen. I was waiting for that till I closed. <laughs> but what he was saying, Peter, I'm going to, I'm going to, upon 
this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail about him. What he was saying, Peter, he said, I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt bind, and so on and so forth. If you go back and you look and you read, when he said, I'm going to build my church, he, what he was really saying, Peter, I'm going to use you to build my church. He's still leading people today to build churches. Amen. And he said, Peter, he said, I'm going to give you the keys to open up the kingdom of God. What he was saying, Peter, I'm going to open up the word of God to you. I'm going to open up. I'm going to fill you in my spirit. You're going to preach the gospel. And if you think about it, that was a day. That was the beginning of the new churches, the day of Pentecost. That was the beginning of the church starting like it is now. I mean, I know there was temple and so on and so forth then. But you remember Peter stood up and he said, no, these men are not drunk as you supposed it being only the third hour. He said, but they've just received the promise, so to speak. And Peter stood up and preached the greatest message that's ever been preached that day. That was beginning the search age. And you can go on over in the book of Acts and follow all the scriptures up. And you remember the book after the day of Pentecost, the church began to grow and it began to grow and people just bringing them and laying them down at the feet of the apostles. You remember what the apostles said? They said, well, there's women here, widows here. There are people here hungry. They want to be fed. And the apostles said, well, said, pick you out nine, what, seven, seven or nine, seven, was it 70? Seven or nine good men that's filled with the Holy Ghost and said, bring them and everybody was a good man and bring them to me bring them to us and they went and they picked out you know Stephen was one of them and so on and so forth and they brought them to him the Bible said they laid hands on them to take care of tables and feed the hunger laid hands on them and the Bible said now go do that job said we have got a job to do we're going to continue here and we're going to preach and we're going to teach and we're going to see people saved and the Bible says they were gained thousands a day. That was the beginning of really this church right here today. Thank God today. Amen.